Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So in the backdrop of everything that we're watching, Russia and Ukraine, you learn as we discussed that the United States is trying to bring Iran back to the table for a nuclear deal, and they're trying to utilize Russia as the intermediary. The desperation in trying to create an Iran nuclear deal for which there is no purpose. Iran has already shown that it cannot be trusted, that the desire is a nuclear weapon. And yet here is the United States thinking somehow and in some way We'd be better off if we had Iran back at the table, but Iran doesn't need to be at the table. So Iran has been playing hardball. Iran doesn't want to have to engage in negotiation. The Biden administration wants to go back to the Obama days and say, how dare that Trump cancel the Iran nuclear deal, the JCPOA, as they called it, the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action. How dare he? We got to fix this. So we need Iran back at the table so we can get this done. But Iran has said, why do we need to go back to the table? What do you got for us? You see, they know how to negotiate. So the Biden administration, in absolute desperation to get this done, had to go to someone to be an intermediary. And that intermediary was Russia. Tony Katz. Did I say hello, Tony Katz, today? How you doing? What's going on? 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. Here's my question. To the people out there who voted for Biden, and I know you're out there, guys. We can still be friends. I'm not one of the people who wants to scream and yell at you. I'm one of the people who wants to make sure we're not going to do this again. You, you didn't want any more mean tweets. You didn't want any more Trump. Okay. All right, fine. But now, now where are we? And what I want to hear is, is, is from those people who voted for Biden where they're at now. Is anybody still voting for Biden after all of this? Has anybody changed their mind? Are they going back to the Republican Party? Were they Democrats and now they're going to vote for Republicans? Or are they going to vote for a Libertarian? Where are you at? 833-GOT-TONY-833-468-8669. I will speak uh, directly uh, to uh, my people, my people, for a moment, if you don't mind. Who are my people, my people? When I say my people, my people, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Jews who are foolish enough, ridiculous enough um, to, to think that Joe Biden is on the side of Jews worldwide or Israel in general, and not understand you are better off with Donald Trump every step of the way. And every rabbi in America who thought that it was horrible that Trump brought the the embassy to Jerusalem instead of Tel Aviv is somebody who should be fired from their job. It's not a rabbi. That's that that's a fool. These people who think that it's Israel's existence. That is, is the problem. Eh, there'd be peace if there wasn't Israel. Well, these people, I will always want to hear from them. Do they realize the mistake in voting for Joe Biden? 
But now we're talking about a larger scale thing, not just one group. We're talking about us in every single way, Republican and Democrat and Libertarian and Jew and Christian and Muslim and gay and straight and this and that and the other and pick your thing. Where are you? The real world is calling. It was Barack Obama who embarrassingly said to Mitt Romney, when Mitt Romney said Russia was our greatest geopolitical foe in 2012, the 1980s called, and they want their foreign policy back. Well, guess who's calling now? Reality. And it wants to know whether or not you've learned anything, whether or not you've changed anything. That's the question. Has anything changed where you have said, you know what, I've got to make a change? Or are you saying, no, 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 Biden's doing everything right, this is all great. I want to hear from you. 833 Gatoni, 833-468-8669. By the way, crypto is down, Bitcoin's down to 38,000, Ethereum's down to 2564. Dogecoin, 12 cents. Full disclosure, I do own crypto, but I I, I don't uh, I, I don't own enough of, of the things that I uh, I don't en- own enough Bitcoin and and Doge to count, so we're all perfectly uh, clear uh, on Twitter. Uh, uh, Football Mac wants to know if Ari is going to vote for Joe again. Who's he running against? Really? Well, I mean, if it depends who he's running against. I can't. I can't he's, do it blind. He's, he's running against Trump. Oh no, I'd vote for Biden again. What? Uh, I mean, I if it was between Trump and Biden, yeah, I'm not voting for Trump. Really? Yeah, no. After all this? No, you couldn't you'd have to convince me that it w- wouldn't be just as bad under Trump. But who creates the bad? Here's this is where I think that argument falls apart. This is my take on your argument. The Trump things were bad because of a media that wanted to destroy. The Biden things are bad because Biden's incompetent. And and to me, there's an incredible difference there. There's 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 a wide, wide uh, uh, spread there between these two things. I don't make arguments that Trump is the nicest guy in the world. I don't make arguments that Trump has all the best policies in the world. But the policies are clearly better than Joe Biden's policies. But let's not use Trump in this example. Let's use Ron DeSantis. Oh yeah, you could convince me to vote Ron DeSantis. Sure. I think it's interesting that you could still be it's a, thinking that Biden provides a better value between even who we consider the front runners on the Republican side, which would be Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, uh, Mike Pompeo, Greg Abbott, uh, and and let's let's throw in Mike Pence. I said I'm open to it. I can't give you an answer today. Talk to me in election time. I'm curious where other people are at. I'm curious if other people said, you know what. This is not what I voted for. This is what I didn't want. As for, I bring up, of course, my people, my people. How in the world could you think of voting for Joe Biden when he's willing to use Russia to be a proxy with Iran and that proxy will ensure that Iran gets billions of dollars that are utilized to engage terrorism against Israel? How do you do it? How do you look yourself in the eye? Understand that the Biden administration is weak, 
The Biden administration is foolhardy. The Biden administration is dumb. But dumber, dumber still, American Jews who won't look at this subject. Oh, this gets me into a lot of trouble. This gets me into a, a lot of trouble. Oh, people don't like it when, when uh, I, I, I talk about this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, the looks I get on the street. Not nice. You know what? Don't care. In the understanding of this new possible deal that Biden is trying to get forward, a new Iran nuclear deal. One of the main features, if we go back to the original deal, that even if the regime followed all its provisions, it would remain, it would take a very long time for it to get to nuclear weapons. The deal's restrictions sunsetting within 10 years of its implementation back in 2016. But you take a look at what Iran has been doing. Tehran, which is the capital, is currently enriching up to at least 60% purity producing uranium metal and hiding stockpiles of this fissile material from the International Atomic Energy Association. The original Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action capped enrichment at 3.67%. And even if they end up in another type of deal, Iran will continue to enrich it up to 20%. And we should be clear, Iran never just did it at 3.67. They always lied. They always cheated. They always kept it from the International Atomic Energy Group. Every single time. Further, the money that they would get is not restricted dollars. They get billions in frozen assets, sanctions that are dropped, and sanctions, by the way, that would have crushed, crushed Iran. We could have gotten to a place where you had a free Iran and maybe we'd start calling them a Persia again like we should. So much so will the money remain flowing to Iran. Just like the Biden administration will not engage violations of their oil sanctions. They've granted sanction waivers on Tehran's gas trade with Iraq and its civil nuclear program. Which means that with a new deal that the United States needs Russia to help them with, because Iran won't come to the table without it. They're going to get embarrassed. They're going to get humiliated. They're not going to do anything to stop Iran from getting a nuclear program. And they're going to give Iran billions of dollars that could be used for terrorism by Hezbollah, by Hamas, uh, by the Houthi rebels in, in Yemen. This is what Joe Biden is doing. So tell me, rabbis, what do you think about that? Where, uh, what, God, I was going to actually say, where's your Messiah now? But I didn't know how that would play. And I know that was, it's it's just what hit me. (laughs) Good Lord. Oh, now we're going to get yelled at for real. Now it's going to be legit. Tell me more about how we're better off with Joe Biden. Tell me. Tell me we're better off now. How do you do it? Now, you might say to me, Tony, well, are you an Israel first Jew or are you an America first Jew? Oh, I'm an America first Jew. 
Let, let, let's be clear. I was born in the United States. I'm an American. I'm not Israeli. I have issues with Israeli policy. How they have handled COVID, for example, is not something I'm a super big fan of. The question, of course, is whether or not I believe Israel should exist and whether or not I believe Israel's existence is extremely important in the furthering of Judaism. And the answer is yes. And if that means I'm a Zionist, hot damn, I'm a Zionist. And that's why groups like Jewish Voice for Peace and other groups like that, these hateful, Jew-hating, bigoted groups that believe Israel, uh, Judaism exists without Zionism, people, how ignorant you are. The removal of Israel is to remove Judaism. You don't understand that? You're too dumb for words. I got to tell you, I'm, I'm on a roll with using dumb and stupid today more than maybe ever in my, in my political career. Maybe I just had to get it out. More than ever in my radio career, I should say, I have never used those words as much as I have today. I, maybe I'm in a mood. Maybe just, you know, you just, you got to get it out and be like, all right, I'll be, for the next nine years, I'll be, I'll be kind of good. I'll use it very sparingly and just, but these people don't understand. Just like the American liberal doesn't understand that Joe Biden is creating a danger for America with this deal. And has embarrassed America on the world stage with this deal. You really, truly think that Russia is going to help us? You think that Russia and Iran aren't laughing their asses off? You think that going back to this creates a value? Just because Trump did it doesn't make it a bad idea. But when you're dishonest... And when you are so filled with hate and with rage that you have to say to yourself or you say to yourself, well, if Trump did this, we have to do the opposite. Trump did that, we have to do this. Trump undid that, we have to go back to this. None of that is true. Not a single part of that is true. And if Joe Biden had any kind of semblance of connection to reality... He wouldn't be involved in this nonsense, embarrassing the country, embarrassing himself, proving his foreign policy isn't worth ungats. Instead, we endanger the United States, we endanger Israel, we endanger the globe. And I still have Jews who I see on the streets who give me one of those, kind of, they give me the kind of side eye because they know who I am. They think they're doing good. We have a name for those people. Schmucks. I'm Tony Katz. So usually, I come across a clip from Joe Biden. He's the president of the United States. You've seen pictures. And you're like... What in the world is he talking about? And it happens so often that we, we, we've, we've got a little uh, song about it. Harris-Biden administration. You have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Got hairy legs that turn, that, 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 that turn uh, um, blonde in the sun. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the, go, you know the, you know the thing. Say it ain't so, Joe. 
And, of course, Joe Biden says something just absolutely positively ridiculous. And then we're like, oh, that's just Joe. But lately, Kamala Harris is giving him all the runs for the money. And we don't have one yet for Kamala Harris. I'm going to play it. You tell me what in the world it is that she's saying. Imagine a future. The freight trucks that deliver bread and milk to our grocery store shelves and the buses that take children to school and and parents to work. Imagine all the heavy-duty vehicles that keep our supply lines strong and allow our economy to grow. Imagine that they produced zero emissions. Well, you all imagined it. That's why we're here today. Because we have the ability to see what can be unburdened by what has been, and then to make the possible actually happen. Okay. Okay. You know what? I should have warned you to maybe have to pull over to the side of the road. Maybe I should have warned everybody that operating heavy machinery during this is not going to be okay. What is with the childlike? The mom... Am I, am I insulting anybody if I call that mom voice? Why does why 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 does she do this? I'm not saying talk like this. Why does she do this to me personally? I don't want to be hurt like this. Did that make sense to you? To anyone? Anywhere? There there are there's a never-ending number of comments just like this that she just she goes on just these weird word salad kind of things i mean maybe not as bad as pete Buttigieg. clean transportation can bring significant cost savings for the american people as well Last month, we announced a $5 billion investment to build out a nationwide electric vehicle charging network so the people from rural to suburban to urban communities can all benefit from the gas savings of driving an EV. The gas savings of driving an electric vehicle? Don't we still need to produce the electricity? Don't you still... I have said before, I will say it again, this administration has no leadership. I have no problem with electric vehicles, but let's be sure we understand where the electricity comes from. Meanwhile, Stoli's getting a rebrand. I've got that story. I'm Tony Katz. I had caught this story the other day. And, you know, this is one of those examples of, wait, am I surprised by this? Have I somehow, I expect things to happen, so therefore I'm not more shocked and disgusted by it? Is that my problem? Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. How you doing? 833, got Tony, 833-468-8669. That's the number. By the way, uh, Bill Barr, according to the New York Post, says he'll likely back Trump in 2024 if he's the Republican nominee. So Bill Barr, the former attorney general, wrote smack about Trump in his book, thought that he did this wrong and that wrong and did some things ridiculous, but would still back him up. 
Producer Ari, he's just doing that to get under your skin. Doesn't bother me. The story goes that the federal government paid hundreds of media companies to advertise the COVID-19 vaccines while those same outlets provided positive coverage of the vaccine. So a FOIA request, Freedom of Information Act, it shows that the federal government paid the news organizations to advertise the vaccines as part of a, a comprehensive media campaign. So this, I, I, I'm trying to understand exactly what it is that I'm supposed to be surprised by. If the argument is they were paid to say things specifically about the vaccine, as opposed to run ads for the vaccine, those are two different things. If you say to me, as is described, comprehensive media campaign, that that means that specifically they were talking about trying to define the coverage of the vaccine. Well, then we should burn newsrooms to the ground. Theoretically, people, people. This is exactly the kind of thing that people in my world get accused of all the time. Remember, on a daily basis, I am told I only say things because of, of, of my sponsors or because of the, my, my company overlords. If, I, I, I have no way to describe to you exactly how wrong that is. But people say it all the time. They all assume it. They all think it. I don't even, I don't even try to, to dissuade them of, of, disabuse them of this insanity. You want to be crazy? You go be fakak to crazy. Just don't tell me about it. Keep me out of your crazy is always the way I like to be. But certainly, as we heard earlier from uh, CDC Director Walensky, they're now trying to spin the idea that, oh, look, we were never one size fits all. Or look, we weren't trying to tell everybody how to live. We're just making some recommendations. It's just silly that people would think we, we, we were doing that and, and making people's lives difficult. It's so ugly. It's so sinful. It's one thing to have played the ad. It's another thing to have been paid to, tell, to say, say things, right? You got to let people know that. The whole concept of plugola and payola which I will tell you, and all the time that I've been in radio here, you know, based in Indianapolis, there has never been a subject that my, my home station, right, uh, that the WIBC Indianapolis has ever been more serious about. Like, no, 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 there is no messing around here. So plugola and payola are the ideas that, you know, we go back to the days of the 50s and rock and roll stations, right? And people were getting paid under the table to play certain records. They needed to get the play, so they would pay the DJ to play certain records. I mean, that's a lot of power that DJs had. And then, of course, uh, if, if you were involved in something that you were profiting off of and you didn't let the audience know, uh, that would be the plugola, and then the payola would be actually getting paid. So when I talk about, for example, crypto, I always tell you if I own it or I don't to make sure I'm never, ever, ever, ever in violation. If I'm talking about a business, I'll tell you whether I own a piece of it or not. If I have some kind of financial interest, you know, when I talk about redstate.com, I talk about the fact that I create content there and you can go to redstate.com and you can use promo code cats and, and you can become a VIP. 
When I talk about Americans for Prosperity, I discuss the fact that I do videos for them. They are a sponsor of my morning Rumble video every day at 10 a.m. at rumble.com, americansforprosperity.com. I'm very, very open and upfront about these things, and you have to be. You absolutely have to be. The reason I am disgusted to this day with George Stephanopoulos is that he was donating money to the Clinton Global Initiative while he was reporting on the Clinton Global Initiative. There's no way that his reporting could be honest. It's George Stephanopoulos. This guy has gotten a pass way too often. This is, this is an absolute partisan. Oh, do I dislike him. Dislike. Actual dislike of the man. I just find him to be, uh, I find him to be a snake. There. I, I, I just do. Speaking of the Clinton Global Foundation, they are now back in business trying to raise money to help Ukraine. Translation, they're trying to make a whole bunch of money by taking part of your donations, you know, for their services, and they're gearing up for Hillary 2024. Getting the band back together, putting it all together, taking the money. That's, that's who they are. And since uh, Stephanopoulos was part of that world, I don't think that ever really goes away. I think that, that kind of stays with you for forever. But we should be fortunate that we have more options today than ever before. Options are good things. And one of the new options is that um, there is about to be a Spanish-language conservative network. It's called Americano. And so this is going to launch on Sirius XM Radio, then on streaming TV this summer, news programming and commentary. It's got ties to former President Trump and former Florida Governor, Governor uh, Florida Governor Jeb Bush, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna go out there and and try and reach people. Good, I think that's wonderful. But over there at NBC, they see this as a gigantic problem. They call it a DEFCON 1 moment. Here is the headline from NBC News. DEFCON 1 moment. You know what DEFCON is? DEFCON is defense condition. And when you're at DEFCON 1, it's nuclear war. Let's put it that way. DEFCON 1 moment. New Spanish-language conservative network fuels fresh Democratic fears over disinformation and Latino outreach. So if you are Latino or Latina, and I will not say Latinx because no one is Latinx, and if you use the term Latinx, you're a dope. If you are Hispanic and not Latino, and I got to tell you, I'm not 100% sure where the difference is in that. Understand that Democrats don't believe you should have any options and any choices. There's only one way to think. And as we have discussed many times, remember, if you are black and conservative, you're not really black, according to the left. If you're Jewish and conservative, you're not really Jewish, according to the left. 
If you're gay and conservative, you're not really gay, according to the left. If you're a woman and conservative, you're not really a woman, according to the left. And now, according to some Democrats, if you are a conservative and Hispanic, if you're a Hispanic and a conservative, you're not really Hispanic. Because they're worried about right-wing disinformation. Not left-wing disinformation. No, that's accurate. Only the right wing has disinformation. Who does this work on? Well, it works on people on the left wing, but not on people who want to be able to just have a conversation and not be told they're terrible or awful or anybody around them is terrible and awful for having it. Remember also that when you deal with people who are Hispanic, I hope I'm using the terminology in the proper way, You also have uh, people who have seen socialism up close with their own two eyes, and they're like, yeah, this sucks. I don't want to be around this at all. And you're surrounded by this everywhere in the Progressive Party. Ocasio-Cortez, Ilhan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, Bernie Sanders, all these commie pinko lowlifes. You know what? It's official. It's official. I've had it with some of these people. I have used dumb and stupid on the show repeatedly, and I just referred to these members of Congress as lowlifes. That's usually not my style. You shouldn't think that I'm not aware of it. I hear it. I'm like, wow. Yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm exhausted by the, by the commie lowlifes. Oh, oh, they're just so, they're just so murderous and gross. So I love that this network is starting up. I think this is excellent. And, of course, you have the realization that Trump built out a lot of uh, Latino outreach, uh, a lot of um, voters coming his direction in in building that support. We'll see. We will see whether or not another Republican can do that. But look at how far they go. Look at how angry the left is. And it's... Democrats decide what they don't have to compete for these voices. Just assume that everything that the left does is nothing but disinformation. That's a, that's how you try and dismiss the enemy, right? Boom. Ah, they're not serious people. They're just trying to lie to Latinos. Only we can tell Latinos the truth. Holy cow. That is one heck of a statement. Speaking of making a statement. Um, The governor of Iowa just did the right thing. And in my state of Indiana, we need to do the right thing. And the right thing that needs to be done is that the bill gets signed into law that states that boys cannot play girls' sports. That has to be signed into law. It's House Bill 1041 here in Indiana. And it's a discussion of transgender students in sports. And who can play what. And as I make the the, the argument, it's more than just protecting girls in sports. Because girls should be protected. And I don't know why the Indiana ACLU and a host of others hate girls so much. I don't know why the Indiana Democratic Party hates girls so much, but they do. They hate these young women. They hate these girls in sports. And they're saying to them, you will play against who we tell you to play against. And if you don't do it, you're a bigot. 
That's what they're saying. It's disgusting. I don't understand it. But worse, they're saying that children could somehow make this decision and they can make this decision without their parents' approval. And this is about politicos wanting to cleave away the relationship between parent and child. And I don't know why the Indiana Democratic Party and many other Democrats around the country push these kinds of theories and ideas. It's disgusting. I don't know why they hate parents so much. Maybe that's why they're happy when parents are called domestic terrorists. They really believe that children should be able to make these decisions. You know, there's a, 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 a this came to light uh, earlier today. I've been, you know, tweeting about it throughout the show. That there is a woman out there who claims to be an educator who has put together a sex ed summer camp for grades three through five. Sex ed summer camp for third to fifth graders. The curriculum offers a positive, affirming take on puberty, human sexuality, and social-emotional skills without coercive abstinence-based strategies. Abstinence is coercive? So you're going to teach third graders how to have sex. That's that. This, a grown woman wants to do this and wants you to send your kids to her. They're going to play games, make art, and socialize. And 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 they they want oh they're they're even going to have lunch and snacks and 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 everything else. Registration is only two hundred dollars. Don't you know? Oh, no, wait, we missed the cutoff. Uh, it's only $250 now. Will the kids be divided by gender when learning about puberty, bodies, and sex? No. Gender is a spectrum and not a binary. Everyone needs to learn more about all bodies so they can be supportive friends, partners, and parents if that happens in their futures. You really think third graders should learn about this? Because if you do, you like abusing children. It's pretty weird. It's pretty gross. I mean, we're just getting the information on this now. Will kids see a condom demonstration? Yes. At this age, kids are primed for level-headed learning. Is your third grader ready to learn what a condom does? She wants to teach this. There's a lot of abusive children going on out there. There's a lot of over-sexualizing of children at an early age going on out there. And that's what some of these parents, I shouldn't say parents, these administrators and these others want to do with kids being able to, quote-unquote, decide their own gender. So the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, signed what's called HF 2416 into law, allows participation in sports based upon the biological sex listed on the athlete's birth certificate. And this is what the Indiana governor, Eric Holcomb, has to do. You got to sign the legislation that's on your desk. You got to protect these girls and you got to protect uh, the, the rights of these parents. Kids can't make these decisions on their own. And even though there are people out there who want to highly sexualize third graders, maybe the rest of us should say, there's something diseased about you, something sick about you. Oh, and there's more about this, this teacher that I could get into, but it's too gross for radio. The governor should sign it immediately in Indiana. And if he doesn't, well, I don't know what the hell he's doing. I'm Tony Katz. Stoli is going through a rebrand. We're talking about Stolichnaya Vodka. What, if you're a Gen Xer, you grew up uh, with that for sure. 
turns out that the founder of the Stoli Group, he's a Russian-born billionaire. His name is Yuri Scheffler. He was exiled from Russia in 2000 because he opposed Putin. So since then, all the production facilities have been in Latvia. And so now they're getting rid of the name Stolichnaya. They're going to stick with the name Stoli. And they want people to know that this is not Russian-made. So this is... You can argue they should have done this years ago. But this is now the thing, this this war, this this genocide, as Representative Victoria Sparks puts it, and she's not wrong. They want you to know that they are Latvian, they're gonna push more of their of their Latvian heritage. They're gonna change the name. It's interesting how these things are making changes, how people are making changes based on this war. We've got the latest on that. And how this plays out economically. Keep it here. More to get to. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.